Welcome to another exciting word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right. Are you ready for the word? Yeah, tonight, I know, uh, just because somebody, you know, uh, doesn't get to be here, just because they got to go first, uh, doesn't mean that we still don't need to do what we're doing. So tonight we need to, you know, get ready for this next year because the new year is coming, like it or not. You know, I, even though we can't imagine after some moments in life, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. You know, and we're going to continue to need to be able to, to take this gospel around the world. And so tonight, uh, we're going to talk about having faith for the new year. Faith for the new year. And we're going to be in the book of Habakkuk. Okay, H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K, if you have never uh, known how to spell that. But it's Habakkuk. Um, and uh, if you can't find it, uh, you know, look for Zephaniah. It'll be right in front of there. <laughs> Zephaniah. Okay. All right. And um, tonight, let me, let me give you just a little bit. Let me catch you up on a little bit of what was happening in the days of Habakkuk because it fits so well into what we're talking about. And, and my message tonight is, is dedicated to Pastor Robert Benlin. Uh, because he was this kind of guy, always was this kind of guy. And it was very hard when I was studying for this message tonight not to uh, kind of, you know, have him continue to interrupt my thoughts and, you know, have, have his moment and the moment of his family. And so uh, I, I just kept thinking, well, that's, that's, as I was studying, that's just, you know, that's really apropos uh, faith for the new year. What do we do? How do we get, you know, uh, strength and confidence to go forward? Well, Habakkuk is the perfect example. Habakkuk was a prophet roughly 600 years before Jesus was born, okay? And uh, Habakkuk was not the kind of prophet that stood up in front of people and spoke for God, you know. He's not the kind of prophet that basically said, thus saith the Lord, you did this, you did that, or you go do this, you go do that. He wasn't that kind of prophet. Uh, I would liken him, as others have likened him, to more of a pastoral prophet. He, he, he had an interesting, engaging conversation Partly with himself, uh, I believe, and partly with God. Have you ever had a conversation with yourself when you're talking to God? You know, have you ever kind of said to yourself, well, you know, God, I don't know why you did that. And you're really kind of talking to yourself, but you're talking to God, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, and this is the kind of thing that Habakkuk was doing. And, and so let me catch you up on a little bit of history. Well, Judah had gone through a real resurgence, I'll say a revival, under King Josiah. If you don't remember King Josiah, I don't have time to catch you up on all that happened in his life, but he became king when he was like, you know, uh, eight years old, and he reigned, uh, uh, you know, and, and pleased God. He was a good king, and he, he restored, he ended up restoring a lot of stuff to Israel, and, and uh, you know, uh, and so he ends up, and I, 
I don't even understand why in the word that this happened, but, but King Josiah ends up going to war and gets killed in war. And, uh, and, and so the good times, the good times, everybody was thinking Israel is getting up on top. It's, it's doing well, you know. Uh, now we're having, you know, worship and we're, you know, we're, 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 the, the pagan idols are dealt with. And everything is kind of going good. And then King Josiah goes out to war to help somebody else and boom, you know, uh, uh, killed. So it starts going down a little bit. And uh, uh, things start getting kind of bad. In fact, they're getting real bad. And so in the year 586 B.C., Judah is conquered by Babylon. And many of them are taken away captive. And, and my goodness, it's, it's not just gotten bad, it's gotten real bad. We're talking about, you know, all the precious places from the temple to the pool of Siloam to Bethesda, uh, uh, you know, all the things, you know, have been desecrated and torn down. And it's, it's just horrible. It's, it's a very difficult time. And it's hard for anyone to imagine why God would let this happen to the place that he loved and to the people that he loved. And, you know, why? Why? And so this is where Habakkuk finds himself. He finds himself, I'm going to say, not really questioning God, but questioning God. Uh, and, he, and, and, and in the first chapter, you know, uh, uh, we, we read here, you know, basically things had gotten really bad really quick. Habakkuk in chapter 1, reading from the New King James Version, um, verse 1 says, The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. <laughs> Have you ever looked around and said, oh my goodness, this is a burden. It's a burden for me to even watch the news. It's the burden for me to see what's going on around the world. It's, it's even a burden at times for me to see what's going on in my communities. A burden. What is happening? What's the burden which he saw? Um, oh Lord, he says in verse 2, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. Boy, it sounds like an indictment to God, doesn't it? I mean, this is a prophet of God, but yet he's saying, you know, I'm so burdened and I've been praying so much. I've been crying to you. I've been, you know, uh, how long do I cry to you and, and, and you will not hear? Even cry out to you, violence. Look at everything that is, I mean, uh, and you will not save. I mean, there are, there are horrible things happening everywhere, and we're your children, and these things are happening in our land, in our country, and we can't believe it, and I, we don't have anywhere else to turn. You know, verse 3, why do you show me iniquity? Why are you letting me see all this stuff? Why are you showing me that all of this is so wrong? Why have you made me able to see things that others aren't seeing, evidently? Have you ever felt like if they just saw what I saw, they'd stop? That's crazy. Why would they pass that law? Why would they do that? Why would they say that? Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Why, why is it, Lord, that you gave me the eyes to see that something's wrong with this picture? Something's wrong with the people who are making decisions. 
something's wrong. Uh, wow. Why do you show me this stuff? Verse 4. Therefore, the law is powerless. I have concluded that the law in our nation is powerless, and justice never goes forth. Now, this is a prophet of God, you know, uh, who, who is basically making his complaintive appeal to God. He's asking God, why? He's asking God, you know, why did you give me eyes to see this? You know, all I conclude, all I can conclude is that justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteousness, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. I mean, it looks like that these evil people are winning. They're perverting judgment. And, and, and... And the wicked surround the righteous. Have you ever seen a righteous person stand up and the wicked riot against them, protest against what, what you see is right? What you, you cannot imagine that somebody cannot see that that is nutty. That's crazy to protest against that. Okay. This is where Habakkuk the prophet was. He was seeing things like perhaps you see some things ongoing around the world or in your nation in your community you know uh, that you cannot believe that other people can't see it it looks like the righteous are surrounded by wicked and judgment never goes forth and the, the law is powerless and and it looks like you know, uh, you know well there were many people no doubt in Israel that felt the same way the prophet Habakkuk uh, you know as I said he was not speaking to the people for God he was having this conversation with God in himself, trying to, trying to reason out what in the world is going on in my world. You know, we were headed somewhere good. We were headed somewhere happy. Our nation was doing well. We were on the upswing. We had a good king. Things were going. And now, look, captivity and uh, what, is, what is happening? You know, uh, he spoke to God about how he felt about the things that were going on around him. He didn't understand them. However, now there are only three chapters. I can't do that. I got to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I've never been able to do that. Can y'all do that? Yeah, I can't. I got to do that. Okay, there are three chapters in the book of Habakkuk, relatively short chapters. It starts out in the first chapter. Why? Let's jump to the last couple of verses of the last chapter, okay? Because by the end of the book, Habakkuk is writing a song, praising God, declaring his, his faith. What in the world? You know, have you ever talked to God about something that you didn't understand and then you ended up defending God's decisions before you got finished talking? Oh, God, I don't know why you did this, but God, I know that you know everything. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the more that a, that a person of faith talks to God, the more, the more they end up answering for God that God knows what he's doing and that they trust him and that he has the power. And so this was the process Habakkuk was going through. He didn't understand what was going on around him, but yet before he could get finished talking about, you know, he just kept on talking and kept on reasoning, and pretty soon he finds himself writing a song, praising God, <laughs> declaring his faith. That's where it all ends up when you trust God. You know, uh, Habakkuk 3, the third chapter, the last chapter of Habakkuk, uh, the last three verses, uh, verse 17 says, this is where he's, he's, he's uh, you know, writing this song, and, 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 and he set it to music, okay? and it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, he's saying, listen, yeah, it's bad, but even if it gets worse, even if there's no blossoms and there's no fruit and there's no olive oil and, and there's nothing in the fields. I don't have anything in the pantry. Let me tell you, if it just gets worse, if the flock is cut off from the fold, if there's no, I mean, no matter what happens, God, Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He done talked himself into happiness. He done talked himself into realization that this world is bad and it might get worse, but blessed be the name of the Lord because what God has decided and what God does and what God allows is up to God. And here I am in the midst and my part is to rejoice in the Lord and my part is to declare that I will have joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, verse 19 says, and this is where the book ends. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high heels. <laughs> wow. How do you go from, oh God, why are you showing there, there's no justice, there's no judgment, God the righteous surrounded to, to saying, ah, if it gets worse, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to sing to my God. You know, where do you, where do you, how do you get from violence, God? Why aren't you listening to me? All the way to, <laughs> you're going to make me walk on my high heels, make my feet like deer's feet. You are my strength, oh God. How do you get from one place to another in only three short chapters you can read it in 15 minutes how do you get there in 15 minutes well you can buy the tape for only four dollars <laughs> wouldn't you like to know that answer well god didn't leave us without an answer what we have done we've looked at the first few verses and we've looked at the last few verses and saw where he started and saw where he ended how did he get there? Well, let's look at the middle verses. Let's go to chapter 2, okay? Uh, what changed to make this prophet go from talking to God about how bad things were to confessing his confidence in the Lord's decisions? You know, it certainly wasn't the circumstances because the circumstances didn't change during this period of time. It certainly wasn't the things that he saw because what he saw was continuing, okay? Okay. Uh, in fact, they were getting worse. What changed 
Well, Habakkuk changed. A conversation with God is not meant to change God. It's meant to change you. It may not change the circumstances, but it will change you. And God will take care of circumstances, as he did, and he always does. Habakkuk, by the way, you know what the word Habakkuk means? It means strong embrace. What happened? Well, Habakkuk found something, heard something, and decided something that he could get his arms around. Just, and he just said, okay, I'm going to hold on to that, and I'm not letting go. And it changed his world because he decided that he was going to see something from God's perspective and not from his own. He was going to recognize God is God, and he was going to embrace with strength the will of God. Habakkuk put his faith in God, and Habakkuk embraced what he always knew about God, that he can trust God despite the circumstances, despite the situation, despite what may come. And listen to what Habakkuk said to himself. Okay, Habakkuk 2, beginning in verse 1, we're going we're gonna to break this down together. Okay, I'm going to break the first verse down here. Habakkuk 2, verse 1. The first thing Habakkuk says after he lodges his, you know, why are you showing me this stuff? He keeps talking and he says, I will stand my watch. What he realized as he was having his conversation with God is that he really did trust God. He didn't understand what was going on, but he did trust God. And he decided that my trust in God compels me to make a declaration that whatever happens, I am going to stand my watch. I'm going to be found faithful. I am not going to let circumstances and situations push me off of my trust in God. It is his decision, and I will stand my watch. What did he say next? And, and set myself on the rampart. The, the rampart was the higher part. He was he, Basically what he's saying here is, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to stand my watch, and I'm going to get closer to God. I am going to go up higher because from a vantage point, from a higher vantage point, when I'm closer to God, I can see farther. When I'm closer to God, I can see clearly. When I'm closer to God, I can understand better. So I am going to stand my watch, and I am going to climb up on the rampart. I'm going to climb higher. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to see better when I see from God's perspective. When you're closer to God, you do see farther and better, more clearly. He continued, I will stand my watch. I will set myself on the rampart and watch to see what God will say to me and what I will answer <laughs> when I am corrected. That's just verse 1. Whoa. Corrected? Yes. He knew he was a little bit out of line fussing at God. So I am going to, I am going to you know, stand and trust God. I'm going to get closer to him. I'm going to listen to what he says. And I'm going to get ready for him to tell me I was wrong. Why he is God and not me. I'm going to listen to hear what I am going to say back to him 
whenever he corrects my thinking, whenever he simply lets me know that from his perspective, perspective, he's got this. Corrected vision. God corrects our vision if we'll give him an opportunity. He is a great vision corrector. He'll clear things up for us if we'll give him a chance. If we'll stand faithful. If we will get closer. If we will watch and listen for what he's going to say instead of what the screams have been going on in our head to him. If we can just shut this down and let him speak, he will correct our perspective. Verse 2. Then, you know, once, once, <laughs> once Habakkuk got that settled, then the Lord answered me and said, <laughs> Isn't that neat? You see, the Lord was waiting on him. To say, okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to open up my ears. I'm going to get closer to you. I'm going to use this time to get closer. And I am going to be ready for you, uh, you know, uh, for a conversation with you as to why you're right. And I'm not seeing it right. Then the Lord answered me. Then the Lord said to me, write the vision and make it plain on the tablets that he may run who reads it. What What did he say? He said, listen. What I'm speaking to you, you need to make sure you remember. You write down. Write it, you know, maybe in small words, but in big letters. He's saying, make it plain. Write it big. Advertise it. Put it on a billboard. Make sure that you advertise what God is saying to you about your situation. Make sure that when you take something to him, when you take, take uh, you know, a, 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 a complaintive question to God as to why I, I don't understand this. I don't know why you chose this. I don't know why you allowed this. I don't know why you're letting this happen. I've cried to you and I've cried to you and, and it looks like justice is perverted and the righteous are surrounded and it looks like I'm not getting my way and if I were you I'd do it this way God but you're not what's wrong with you why do you let me see these things and cry to you if you're not going to do something about it God all right God listen I'm going to stand my watch I'm going to get closer to you I'm going to open up my ears and I'm going to watch to see what you're going to say to me and 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 I am going to see what I'm going to answer back to you whenever you correct me okay then And then God speaks to him and tells him, write the vision upon the tablets. Make it plain. Make it big. So that those who see it, those people driving down the highways of your life, when they see the message of your life, when they see and they hear your declaration, your confidence, your faith, your trust in the Lord, it will be like an advertisement to them. Those that see it, those that catch the vision, those that, that, that have the Holy Spirit enlighten, impart, and magnify, and anoint the message of your life, the trust that you have in God, in your situation. When you go 
through something, how you go through it is a billboard for others to see and, and for them to embrace and for them to realize that I can run with God too. I can trust Him. I can stand up on His promise. I can have faith for that future. God Almighty is God. And even though, when He says at the end, even though things might get worse, yet I am going to praise the Lord. Even if things don't get better, yet I will put my trust in Him. And I know He will make my feet like hind's feet. He will cause me to walk upon my high places. That was the end of His story. That's what God said to him. God simply said to him, I've got this. I'm going to make your feet like hind's feet and I am going to cause you to walk upon the high places. And you know what Habakkuk did? He wrote it on tablets and he put it here for us to read so that those who see it can run with it and say yea and amen the Lord is going to take care of this my point is to praise him I'm going to put my trust in him and praise his name wow I could just preach this for about 10 days straight but then there's verse 3 For the vision is yet for the appointed time. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, God. Now, I was just complaining to you. And in my complaintive conversation, I realized I really did trust you. And so I took a deep breath and I realized that, that my salvation was to, to, to you know, trust in you and to get close to you and, and you know, to climb higher and, 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 you know, and listen to what you're saying and be corrected by what you said. Uh, but now you're telling me it may take a little while? Now you're telling me I'm not going to get this today? Now you're, wait, you just told me you'll make my feet like hind's feet. I'm thinking about this afternoon, about 3 o'clock. What do you say, God? An appointed time. Oh, my goodness. Doesn't that sound like no? <laughs> That's like a kid says, you know, uh, you know, uh, can I have a cookie? And you say, you know, well, uh, let me think about it. <laughs> no, that's, that sounds like No. God didn't say, let me think about it. He just said, I have an appointed time to deal with all the problems that you are complaining about. I have an appointed time to deal with the injustice of it all. I have an appointed time and in my appointed time. Now, I tell you, I'm going to make your feet like hind's feet. I'm going to make you to walk up on the high heels. Okay, listen, you won't be left out, but... This is something that I'm going to do in my time. But at the end, it will speak. It will not lie. God is not a liar. He's not a liar. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. He has given commandment to bless. He has blessed and nothing can reverse it. Uh, he, he will, you know, I will rejoice in the Lord and I am going to have joy in the God of my salvation. I am not going to live my life without the joy of my salvation, without rejoicing in the Lord. I have made a choice. He is my strength. He will make my feet like hind's feet in the appointed time. 
He's not a liar. Though it tarries, wait for it. Wait for it. Watch for it. Because it will surely come. It will not not come. It will not leave you empty. It will not tarry. Verse 4. Behold the proud. Who is a proud person but he that's arrogant and thinks he knows better than God? Thinks that they can give the Lord counsel that God should have done it this way. You missed that one, Lord. You know, why did you let that happen? That shouldn't have happened. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright within him. He, his, his soul is not upright. Something's wrong with him. It needs to be corrected. <laughs> you know, we're in the middle of the story, by the way, okay? You remember the end of the story? Okay? He's the God of my salvation. I will rejoice. I will have joy. That's the conclusion. This is how he got there. This is how he got from, I don't know what in the world you're doing, to, I'm okay with whatever you do. How did he get there? Because verse 4 concludes, but the just shall live by his faith. More than what you can see, but rather what you know about God you know what I know about God? I can trust Him. I can trust Him. I can trust Him when things are bad, and I can trust Him even if they get worse because He has a plan. And the plan He has written upon tablets. He's written it upon my heart. Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10, 38, all say the same thing. The just shall live by faith. I have to trust God. I have to trust God. So faith for 2024, faith for the new year, despite all of the disappointments we have had in 2023, personal disappointments, family disappointments, Political disappointments, business disappointments, church disappointments. Despite all of the things that we would have changed if we could, and we don't know why God let it happen. Despite every one of those things, even if 2024 were to bring no calves in the stall or no fruit on the vines, yet I will praise the Lord. I have decided that God's word is true. We must, like Habakkuk, find the song in our heart and make our declaration and choose to walk by faith and not by sight. It sure is easier when we agree with God, He makes the joy in our life real. He restores 
our praise and our joy and our hope and our peace. Even when we don't think it's possible, like Habakkuk never imagined that he could feel like he felt in the end with what he had seen in the beginning. So I encourage each one of us to choose to walk by faith and not by sight in 2024. I'm going to trust God. Amen. If you will join with me in that trust, pray with me right now. Let's make our declaration that we're going to trust in the Lord. Not that we expect bad things to happen. Not at all. That's not the point. But the point is we're going to trust God above our circumstances, above our situations, above our opinions, above what we think God should do, and even above what we think God should make somebody else do. Amen? Let's pray together right now. Pray with me, won't you, Father? Lord, correct us, Lord, from our complaints when we offer to you, Lord, our hurts in such a way, Lord, that we just, Lord, we don't know what else to do with them, Lord. Help us, Father, to continue the conversation, to not cut you off, Lord. And God, we know, Father, that the Spirit within us, Lord, that Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is going to shape our confessions and bring out, Lord, that river of living water from our souls, Lord, that deep reservoir, Lord, of trust and faith in you, that ability, Lord, that we have because we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ, Lord. All the promises of God in us are yes and amen. And Jesus is our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer. We trust Him. We trust You. Lord, help us, Father, Lord, to, to stand our watch, to climb higher and closer to You, to open up our ears so that we might hear Your instructions and so that we might also, Lord, know how to answer You when we are corrected, Lord. And God, put a new song in our heart like David, Lord. Pick us up out of the miry clay, Lord, and set our feet upon a rock, and Lord, give us a new song. Lord, make our feet, Lord, like hinds' feet. Lord, cause us to walk upon the high heels, Lord, not in the low valleys of life, but on the high heels, Lord. God, grant us, Lord, joy, the joy of our salvation, Lord, so that the things that happen around us, the circumstances, the situations, Lord, won't take us, Lord, down into that valley again. Lord, help us to be, Lord, an advertisement for trust in you. In every situation, Lord, in all circumstances, Lord, grant us, Lord, the grace, the power, the faith, Lord, to live our convictions, to live our trust in you, Lord. Thank you, sir. Keep us from pride, and Lord, grant us faith. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.